Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 12 Minutes After 7 on Wisconsin's Morning News, our 7th grader from Madison participating in the 2023 Scripps National Spelling Bee in Washington, made the quarterfinals, and he's out. He has been eliminated. His name is uh, Aiden, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name um, because that would <laughs> I'd butcher it, and I don't even want to do that. So Aiden from Madison, we good? Seventh yeah, we're grader? good. Aiden okay. from Madison, 7th grader, yep. Tied for 21st is how he finishes. He was eliminated Wednesday afternoon, but not... Not because he spelled a word incorrectly. So there's more to the Scripps National Spelling Bee than spelling. You have to know definitions of some words. And so they kind of go every other, it seems, like you spell a word, and then you have to define a word, and back and forth. And so the word he was asked to define, so he spelled a bunch of words right, spelled in round one the word bahurivi. Sure. Spelled that correctly. Mm -hmm. Meridian, which is... Uh, he gave the correct definition to that. In round two, he spelled burpee correctly. Round three, correctly spelled a word I can't pronounce. It starts with a G and ends with a ritus. Yeah. Right. You'd think if you could spell glomeroon pharitis correctly, you'd probably win the spelling bee, but instead you just get screwed out. Advance one more yeah. round. Right. <laughs> round four gave the correct definition to forswear, and in round five, correctly spelled another word I can't pronounce. And so he's on to the next, and he was asked to define the word obviate. If you obviate something, you, and he answered, disguise its true nature. And that was incorrect. Actually, at the spelling bee, when you're incorrect, you get the bell. Ding. Like yeah. a, a nice bell? Yeah. Oh, that's good. You got it, Greg? There you go. There it is. So that usually, to me, says you got it right. But yeah, at the spelling bee, that's wrong. So you get the bell. Nonetheless, uh, obviate was the word in question. He said to disguise its, cru- its true nature, which was incorrect. The correct answer is you make it unnecessary or render something unnecessary. I think he was thinking of obfuscate. 100%. Right? High pressure situation. It sounds very similar. Yeah, you're probably ready to go. Have you ever participated in a spelling bee? I wouldn't have made it into the spelling bee, much I- less passed around or anything. Terrible speller. I was a good speller in elementary school, but I remember I this happened to me. I was Same, same level, too, obviously. 21st in the nation. I misheard one. I spelled it with so much confidence. Well, didn't you ask him to say it like 10,000 times? No, because I was like, oh, I know this one. Oh, (laughs) you were that kid. Easy one. Yeah. You're already ready to mic drop. Well, here's the kid. Uh, Here's Aiden from Madison talking about coming in 21st in the land. I was a little disappointed that I went out on a vocab word because I was hoping to learn a new word. by getting out on a spelling one, but I'm still fine with it. It's a really surreal experience being able to connect with other people with talents like me. He did a nice job. He finished tied for 51st last year, so advanced considerably up twenty, uh, up 30 spots. He's handling it a lot better than I would have handled it if I was out on a word that wasn't even spelled. Oh, yeah? I would have been would, furious. You'd have taken to social media and protested? Mike, Mike grab. Yeah, I would have been all over Twitter right now. Stop the steal. It would have been the whole thing, <laughs> Vince. Yeah, I would have been furious. Sports is up next. It's brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, your destination dealer. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers got back to their winning ways on Wednesday night, taking down the Toronto Blue Jays in Game 2 of 3. This one 
by a final score of 4-2. to two. Abraham Toro, who made his Brewers debut after being called up from AAA, and who is actually a Canadian native, was the first one to get the party started north of the border. Line down the right field line. This is up, and it is gone! Abraham Toro! Goes deep just inside the right field foul pole. And the Brewers with a 2-0 lead as Toro with his first of the season. Toro finished the game going 2-4, for four, helping the Brewers secure their 29th win of the season. They currently hold a one-game lead over the Pittsburgh Pirates for first place in the National League Central. After the game, manager Craig Council speaking with high praise with his new addition for his new team. One, he's he's a Canadian, and, and so happy for him. I mean, that's a you know that's not a small thing. I think coming coming here and getting called up and with a new team and having a big day on your first day. So very happy for him. The Brewers will look to take the series later today in Toronto. First pitch is set for 12:07. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 11:35. Freddie Peralta is expected to get the start. Milwaukee Admirals will look to even things up in the Western Conference Finals against Coachella Valley. The ads, after winning Game 3 on their home ice, will look for more home cooking tonight. Puck drop is at 7 p.m. at the Panther Arena for Game 4. And lastly, over to the NFL, where the Green Bay Packers continued their OTAs on Wednesday and will certainly look a bit different this season. There's been much debate about whether the Packers are in a rebuild or not. All-Pro left tackle David Bakhtiari Double down as someone who thinks the team currently is rebuilding, but also knows it doesn't always equal losses. I think the Seahawks rebuild off of Russell. Look how that turned out. I can also give you the other side of the coin, but I don't really know off the top of my head, but that's that's how I look at it, and it's a simple way to put it, and we can splice it, cut it, make it look like who wants to be the hero or the villain on that word, but that's really what I mean. The Packers will wrap up block two of their OTAs on Friday and resume practice again beginning on June 5th. Coming up. How seriously is the U.S. government taking exploration of UFOs, or what they're now calling unexplained, I was going to say unexplained aerial phenomenon, but it's unexplained something else phenomenon. Well, I like anyway. UFO better. UFO, just, that's not, she's not Unidentified broken. anomalous phenomena. Sure. UAF? Yeah. Nah. UAPs. <laughs> there's my you spelling the bee. There's the my spelling, spelling bee. bee right there. I was phonetically thinking. All right. All right. Well, that story's next. Please listen anyway. Remember Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Now, Mike, you're a little bit younger than me, though. Was a little this, bit. Yeah. Did you watch that film? I have seen it before my time, but it was like a classic that right, right. you had to see. Do you, you didn't watch it when you were a kid? Uh, I freaked me out. Probably 12 years old or <laughs> okay, something. Okay, Once you kind enough. of start exploring a little bit with like being scared, I yes. think it was probably around that time. Yeah. The tones. Richard Dreyfus with the potato, the mashed potatoes building the thing. Losing his mind. Have you recently had a close encounter? A close encounter with something very unusual. Who are you people? What did you expect to find? <laughs> you An answer. An answer. Who are you people? Devil's Tower, which is an actual place out in Wyoming. I would love to see that one day. Kid getting sucked out the doggy door with the big light. All of that stuff. Well, the U.S. government and various entities have long and are still studying what we have long called UFOs, they're now calling UAPs, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. 
Is that a PR move? PR stunt by the aliens? Well, I think <laughs> that's right. Somebody's feeding them this <laughs> stuff, right? I think it comes from like unidentified flying object means a that it's really flying as opposed to like floating or Hovering. unidentified mm. doesn't mean we haven't identified it. Object we didn't even know. Sometimes sure. they're just lights in the sky. Mm-hmm. So this better fits the definition of what they're actually seeing. During its first public meeting Wednesday, panel of scientists and experts revealed it has reviewed more than 800 cases of reported UAPs with more coming in all the time. Here's uh, Rhiannon Ally from ABC. Former astronaut Scott Kelly, who spent nearly a year in space, giving this account of his experience with the UAP while flying an F-14. The guy that sits in the back of the Tomcat was convinced we flew by a UFO. We went to go look at it. It turns out it was Bart Simpson, a balloon. <laughs> the pan- okay, well, first of all, guy who sits in the back of the Tomcat, that's goose. That's the goose <laughs> position back there. So it's a two-man flight, right? Yes. So yeah, go check out this UFO. It's a, it's a balloon. It's Bart Simpson. Big old laugh fest. Nothing to see here. Ha, ha, ha. No such thing as UFOs. I'm not so sure. <laughs> That actually was not the tenor of the whole conversation. There was that laughable moment. But, uh, no, in fact, NASA is looking into this. They do make the point that most of this stuff is easily explained and not particularly interesting. A lot of them turn out exactly like uh, astronaut Kelly there had said, with single-digit percentages of reported UAPs that cannot be explained. Dr. Nadia Drake is part of this panel. To date, in the refereed scientific literature, there is no conclusive evidence suggesting an extraterrestrial origin for UAP. Okay, but she's not ruling it out either. It's one of the reasons you have this panel. Absence of evidence does not prove the negative. Mm-hmm. Just because we don't have hard evidence of aliens coming into Earth atmosphere doesn't mean it's not there. So they're still looking here. Dr. Drake again. It is our job as a panel to make some recommendations about how NASA might go about tackling this topic scientifically taking advantage of the agency's resources, global outreach, and reputation. So what do they expect to find? There's two ways this goes. One, it's aliens. Two, it is like some foreign government or our own government spying on us. I don't know which one's a preferred method here. I don't know if I'd prefer (laughs) the aliens. Which would you rather discover? at this point. I mean, maybe the aliens are safe. But it goes back to the stealing the police car. Okay, so you find the aliens. Okay, now what? (laughs) What was your plan Are we prepared for that? Yeah. Uh, One more here. Astrophysicist David Spurgle is on the panel as well. We have learned a lot about our planet and how the universe works. There's a lot we don't know. I think, you know, as as scientists, what is the most exciting thing is the surprises. Surprise! Aliens are here. (laughs) So they're open to it. And the debate over whether or not there's life elsewhere in the universe is more than just is different than have we been visited by aliens. You could say there's life in the universe without also saying that UFOs are flying around all over. Yeah, it's just good to be prepared for anything that might come our way. Anything that might come our way, including those surprises. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Kristen Kershane talking once again about our chance for storms this afternoon. Kind of a little bit wild for those of you, I suppose, some parts of Lake Country, a little bit north of there as well, where a couple of these storms bubbled up on you and just sat there. And I'm interested in how that happened and the likelihood that we'll see exactly that sort of thing once again. So I've got uh, Kristen booked to join us at about 8.35 this morning. She's got uh, how it works in TV, you know, those little things that run during the Today Show, your local news updates and her little 
pop-ins mm-hmm. after Al Roker. She does her little thing. So most of those are usually done live. They record the last one to make way for some of the other programming they do at TMJ4. So she's got to record those right toward the bottom of the hour. We'll join us right after that to talk about some folks who got a pretty pretty decent amount of rain yesterday. Yeah, lucky them. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and the rest of us looking at the dark clouds thinking like, ooh, just, can I just get a little taste? Yeah. A little bit of that. I was telling you earlier today, We I think we have a lot of graduation parties coming up in our neighborhood because the amount of sprinklers that are out is unbelievable. I, I have never seen this many sprinklers. We've lived in our neighborhood for four years now. I've never seen this many sprinklers out at one time. Yeah, you want that yard just guard? Be- looking, I get it. Looking tight. It is 743 Brewers Senior Vice President and General Manager Matt Arnold is our guest on Brewers 360. That's next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Milwaukee Brewers got back to their winning ways on Wednesday night, taking down the Toronto Blue Jays in Game 2 of 3, this one by a final score of 4-2. to two. Julio Toronto got the start for the Brewers, tossing six scoreless innings and allowing just four hits. The first-place Brewers will look to take the series later today. First pitch is set for 12.07. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 11.35. It's the most important pick you'll make all week. Who are you going to pick? This guy? How did I get to this point where I was super awesome? This guy? Hey, Bill's dad, Burpees. Gotta do 20 Burpees. Or him? You get that vibe that, man, nobody likes this. I don't want any part of it. The choice is yours. It's time for Trivia with Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News, sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. So Tausch, wild card in the mix. Billstead out, Mike Spaulding in. Ooh. Well, you know, Billstead's been on a good run, so yeah. I I don't know if he's kind of taking his victory lap, taking a little time. And <laughs> no no pressure, Mike. I, no pressure there. Well, yeah. here's the tough part. You don't have a scouting report on, on Spaulding. You don't know what, no, you know what I, he's going to throw. Is he quick on the draw? Yeah. Does he like to lay in the weeds? <laughs> There's no tape let, on him? I've listened to, I've listened a bunch to every of stuff 750 segment on Thursdays before I got here for the past five months, so I, I feel like I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, I don't know what's going here. All right, we'll see what we get. Uh, Going to bring Darren on the line from Oak Creek. Morning, Darren. Hey, morning, Vinny. Hey, glad to have you with us. So uh, you got to pick me. You got to pick Mark Tauscher or Mike Spaulding today, the wild card, to get the uh, the answer to the question correct. And if you do, you win a big old prize. You could also bet on Brandon stumping the three of us. What do you think? I'm going to go with Tausch. I think he can do it this week. Yeah, I never move. I never discourage you from, from doing that. All right, hang on, Darren. We'll play it out for you. Let's go, Tausch. All right. We have a new era in Green Bay beginning here in 2023. One of the youngest rosters in the league this year. Who is the team's current oldest player, though? I'm going to throw out. I'm going to take a shot early here. You sure you don't want a hint, Tausch? Yeah, you know what? Let me take a hint. Okay. I, I was doing that to see. I wanted to see Spalding and Vitrano squirm. Yeah, no, not yet. <laughs> All right, you're and one. Nothing. So it's. I know it's one of three players. So I have a 33 percent chance. But I'm gonna take a. Sh- I'm gonna take the first clue. It was Mason, right? Mason, like it, it would have. It could right, still well, be. Well, he's no longer a Packer. Well, is he? Yeah, he yeah, sold his not. house. Oh. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Give us a clue. This player <laughs> has one passing career. Touchdown. All right, I'm going to go O'Donnell. Yard. I'm going to go Pat O'Donnell. Ah, 
What is he, third, yeah, uh, third so string quarterback? He gets it right away. Right? Third, yeah, third, third string quarterback? Yeah, he is. He's the punter. He was tossing it around yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Tausch, can you guess his age? I'm going to say he's 34. Anybody else? I'm going to go 36. God, there's nothing. I don't go. 37. 32. $1. 32 years old. <laughs> that, wow. Got the oldest player. Wow. Do you know who the youngest player is? That was what I thought you were going to ask, and that I would have had no... I'm going to say... Luke uh, Van Ness. Close. Second yeah. youngest. By just a couple of months. Is it a surprise? Like, are you going to be surprised? Eh, somebody they picked this year. Oh. I'm out. Carentine uh, Valentine. Let's go Wicks. I'm going to go... Dontavian Wicks. You're close. Wicks is the third youngest. It's Valentine, the uh, Carrington Valentine, the cornerback that they just selected this year. Yeah. I believe he was out of Vanderbilt. So, so there's three. I think there's only three players that are over 30. And Will D yeah. had put out, we talked about this, 56 players out of the 90 that are in their first, have only been in the NFL one year or less. 56. Tosh, is that a good thing or a bad thing for this team? Um, uh, let's put it this way. I think you want to have youth 56 out of 90. I don't know the math uh, real quick. That seems like it's more than half. I don't think that's a great thing if you want to win this season, but it is great if you're getting it right and you got Watson and you got all these Dobbs and all these. What are you laughing at, Vinny? (laughs) My math is pretty accurate, right? 56 out of 90. That seems like more than half. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're correct. I, I'm always, yeah. Uh, so if you, if you get the right players, the pro, the thing is, it's it's a painful process sometimes building and getting to where you want to be a you know division winner and contender. But I think that's where everybody in Bakhtiari yesterday was talking about that rebuild. That's why everybody's saying it's a rebuild because you're so young and you have your Hall of Fame quarterback that walked out the door. But I don't think it's a bad thing when you start re, kind of reprocessing and getting that youth back in because you can't you get old real quick in that league. And I think Green Bay has gotten old, and it was time to kind of revamp and reset it. Darren, I'll give you a chance to thank your guy, Mark Tauscher, got it done for you today. Oh, I had confidence in him from the beginning. I knew it. I knew it. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what anytime I. I feel like that's two in a row. And yeah. I don't want to do math again, Vinny, but I think I'm over 50% on the year. <laughs> you are. Yeah, I, I would I would bet on that. All right, Tausch, we'll talk talk about something else tomorrow. Sounds good. And, Darren, hang on a second. Uh, I'll have you talk to Pancake, and we'll get that huge prize out to you. Business headlines are up next. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Rich Kirchin. Kohl's is known for discounts, but the retailer refines the strategy. Executives say there will be fewer general discounts and more clearance events and targeted offers. Chase Bank bucks the national trend and adds branches in southern Wisconsin. They open in Delafield, West Allis, and Shorewood the next two years. The city of Milwaukee revives efforts to develop a parking lot on Wisconsin Avenue across from the downtown convention center, Possible uses include a hotel or offices with ground floor storefronts. I'm Rich Kirchin with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.